together with American songwriter, my brother-in-law, Sean Olbs of the Eiffels, was able to talk to AK over Zoom audio. Austin, or AK, talks to us about growing up in New Jersey and how he got into hip-hop. In 2018, AK started releasing his own original music and has since been growing his social platform and streaming numbers immensely. Check out AK's new music video for Silence is Violence. And make sure to check out our Facebook page and YouTube channel for a bunch of interviews, a bunch of videos up there. Uh, and it'd be rad if you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Pod. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with AK. Well, yeah, I'm 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 on the West Coast right now, so it's uh it's early. It's uh you know it's uh it's eight a.m. over here on a Monday morning. So I'm uh I got my uh you know got my drink here, my my caffeine going. So I'm I'm feeling good. How about how about yourself? I feel that. Um, I haven't had my coffee yet, but I'm definitely gonna get some. What kind of coffee do you drink? I'm actually drinking water with like this uh this. It's called a fizz stick and it's got like caffeine and like ginseng and uh it's very uh, you know yeah like very very california it's uh it's a uh, it's kind of like a healthy red bull word i've never even heard of that that sounds kind of awesome though yeah yeah it's uh i'll uh i'll uh maybe maybe i'll shoot you uh the info for it if you want to try it it's good yeah, <laughs> yeah i'll be sick so are you uh are you because i know you're you're from um new jersey are you uh over there right now yeah that's where i'm at cool yep so you're a little ahead of me you're uh, you got you got a few more hours on the day than me yeah yeah it's about 11 right now yeah yeah, yeah. cool well so we i i would love to just hear uh hear your story man because i uh you know you got just crazy streams, uh, all these listeners. Uh, so I'd, I'd love to hear how you got uh, got to where you are. So um, uh, could you tell us a little bit about how you got into music? Just, you know, take us all the way back to when you were a kid and, and knew, you know, when you wanted to do music or when you started getting interested in music. Yeah. Um, so when I was in like seventh or eighth grade, like that, that time, um, I was writing like poetry in a way, like kind of just writing down how I was feeling. Um, yeah. And it was something that I, I'd never was like, it was never something I was like encouraged to do. It was just something I like was doing. It was yeah. kind of weird, but like I always kind of was doing that for myself. And over time, my brother with his friends, he would, they would make music and I thought the idea of that was so cool, even though they didn't have like the greatest like equipment. So like their music didn't sound great, but I knew that they were capable of making songs. And I was like, that's something that I want to try. So I, I would ask them. And I remember when I asked them, they said, nah, like you got to prove yourself first to like <laughs> be able to rap with us. Yada, yada. So I was, I was just like, all right, fine. So my brother, left my like left jersey to go visit one of his friends in school the, the his friend went to school in rhode island so he was gone for the whole weekend but he left the microphone and the laptop that they would use to make music at, his ha at our house and he left it in his bedroom so once he left i snuck into his room took the microphone and laptop into my room and had it to my um had it at my fingertips for 
<laughs> the entire weekend and tried my best to just record this one song over the course of the weekend at his at, at the house and uh-huh. I played it for him when he got back and he wasn't really mad that I took it out of his room more so as he was just like shocked at um at the song that I had made and yeah the song didn't sound like quality wise not great but it was still something and he could tell like I had flow and um, like I kind of was telling like a story a little bit and mm-hmm. he really liked it. And it kind of like, like it just took him by surprise. And that's when I was like, Hey, maybe I have something, maybe I have something here. So I, once, once he did that, I, um, I had it at my fingertips whenever I wanted because him and his friends, like the trend or not trend, I would say like the phase mm-hmm. wasn't really, it would, I think it really fell off kind of. Mm. around that time so i always had it at my fingertips so i just continued with it i kept um working and i what i was doing was every song that i would make i would put on soundcloud and my um and i'm basically just giving you like a whole rundown on like where it all started no yeah that's exactly what i wanted to hear yeah for sure and so basically i um took all my songs, put them on SoundCloud. And the, my senior year of high school, my best friend, Mikey Gardy, was like, hey, I already had the remix of Panda on, on SoundCloud. And he was like, you got to do a YouTube video in some way and put this remix on YouTube because there's nobody else that had remixed Panda like you. Plus, with your age, it would probably surprise a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So before my 17th birthday, we had this conversation like a week before my 17th birthday and I was nervous as shit to get in front of camera <laughs> and like be like, cause it was the first time I was on camera and like, um, the, uh, the shot in my room, like I wasn't confident about the, like my bedroom being in the video. Like it was just like a scary thing for me at the time. And, um, I ended up just sending it. I, recorded it put the video together me and my brother like edited the video for youtube on like microsoft like video creator and Uh put it up and it sat on youtube for like six months Uh and put it out the day before my 17th birthday um so i wasn't lying in the title the 16 year old (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then november of my senior year of high school is when it just it just started catching. Like it was, one day it was at a thousand views. Uh-huh. Next day it was at ten thousand views. Next day it was a hundred thousand, and by the end of the week it was a million. Wow! And out of nowhere, I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like I have all this momentum, and people are really tuning in right now and subscribing and all of that. And I was kind of like panicking. I was just like, "Wow, well, what do I what do I do now?" Like, uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's a good problem to have. Exactly, exactly. So he encouraged me. He was like, hey, like, I know you're used to doing a song a month on SoundCloud, but I think if you want to take full advantage of this and really run with this, you got to put a video out every two weeks on YouTube. So, mm. And you had you had all that music already, huh? right? So you just needed to start making videos, I guess, right? Well, that's the thing is I didn't even think of that. I was just like, all right, now let me, let me every two weeks, either let me remix a song 
Mm. So I was remixing a song every two weeks and putting it on YouTube and people were, people were like, they were, they were loving it. And I was seeing that. So it just motivated me to keep going. And eventually for my 500,000 subscribers, um, like special, if you will, mm. I made a song off a YouTube beat that I technically didn't own it, but I was able to record over it as if it was an original song. Like it wasn't a remix to a song that everybody knew already. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And because it was my final Ferdinand K special, that's how I got people to, that's how like in my head, I was like, if I do this song, that's not a remix. People won't, people won't be like, um, intrigued enough to, listen to it because it's not a remix like that's where i was that's what i was thinking mm -hmm. so i said let me wait for like a milestone and on that milestone do an original song and because it's the 500k special that'll that'll give um more people like an interest on clicking it mm -hmm. in my head that's what i was thinking yeah, yeah and so that's what i did for 500k and that's when people were like we love this original stuff like more of this more of this and that's when I was like, wow, like weight off my shoulders. Like I was like panicking that all these people were only going to like me for my remixes when I always kind of knew I had more, more than that in me. And my fans have just grown with me ever since. And we've just kind of built like a real good relationship, I'd, I'd say. It sounded real organic, like uh, like YouTube. Uh, it seems like the algorithm picked it up suddenly, and then it exploded. Yeah, it was pretty pretty nuts, pretty nuts. I like I, it's kind of crazy because I think about I think about all of the the different ways that things could have unfolded for me, and like the different routes that thing or different ways things could have like panned out. And YouTube was just like my friend was just telling me put it on youtube and see how it could just like put it there and see what happens and that's basically exactly what i did hey relax relax i got my dog <laughs> nice um but i was just like it, it was just the last thing i could have expected and, uh, yeah it's yeah it's it, it seems like that one that one decision or that one piece of advice was a, a real game changer did you see your 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 soundcloud numbers suddenly explode after youtube started exploding too yes ex like literally they were hand in hand everything that i did for um everything that was going on on youtube end was happening for soundcloud and my instagram and twitter everything was trickling down and it just was so organic. I couldn't have like asked for anything better. So did you start thinking at that point, you know, 500,000 followers and millions of views? Um, did you start thinking maybe I should, uh, when did you start thinking I, I should put this on, you know, streaming, streaming services and, and um, so people can listen on Spotify and, and Apple music and all that. And okay. So that, that's another thing that was like another like big step for me because I didn't know, really at all that side of music like right. i didn't know how to like get any like like a spotify page and all that stuff because right. i i remember i was still um in high school still like i wasn't yeah <laughs> i wasn't my mom didn't give me the okay to sign management until i finished high school so i had to wait for the for my senior year of high school to be over <laughs> yeah. before i because my mom wanted me to at least get my diploma. 
That's a good, good motivator there. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but throughout the whole um, last year of high school for me, I was in contact with my manager, Brian, who is, is, a, is the guy who basically brought me everything at the next level. And that like, whether that be Spotify, the Apple music, like publicist, like all of these things that I now have to help me make my dream happen. I have now because Brian is in the picture and me and him are working relentlessly at like my, my craft, you know? Right. Right. So you, you graduate. So you had to wait till you graduated. So you're in high school. You just continue to put out music, um, YouTube, SoundCloud, making videos. And so you were, you kind of had a a goal that you set for yourself. You said a one video per week. Is that what it was? Uh, Every two weeks, every Every two two weeks. weeks. Okay. I mean, that's, that's awesome output. Um, and so you're, you're, you're just, you're feeding the beast there, just, uh, perpetuating the algorithm on YouTube and, and, uh, and then finally you graduate and you start working with your manager. Um, is that when, um, does he start setting you up for some of these, these things that you're seeing, you know, you were featured on, uh, BET and Sway's universe, um, and Travis Mills on Be- beats one, uh, w- were those some of the things that came out of uh, press and having a manager? Um, definitely. Um, I don't think I would have gotten to that point as quickly without Brian. Uh-huh. Um, also, it helps having somebody on your side who knows the business of music, but also has your best interests at heart. Right. Definitely. And that's exactly what Brian is. Like, I could not have asked for a better manager with Brian. Um, like, he's, he's literally a ride or die and will always go out of his way to make sure th- shit runs smoothly for me and yeah. go well for me. So, honestly, like, my whole the whole way I found Brian was through Facebook and he was, um, really? Oh yeah. Yeah. So basically it's kind of a funny story. I could elaborate. If yeah, you like. please do. Um, so he, when the Panda video, the Panda remix video started doing like numbers, it wasn't only doing numbers on YouTube. It was on Facebook as well. Mm, okay. Somebody, like I still don't know exactly how exactly the video went viral. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, literally have no idea but i know somebody ripped the video from youtube and put it on facebook um like kind of like one of those like raps daily type pages right right and brian started dming me on facebook but he had no profile picture no bio like (laughs) nothing started emailing me with no like profile picture nothing like i just it was just very sketchy and right, I didn't right. know, like, I was just like, eh, like, I don't know who this guy is. <laughs> right. Yeah. But for three months straight, he was hitting me up Huh. and my brother gets a DM on Facebook and my brother, <laughs> never, my brother oh my gosh. <laughs> never uses Facebook, like yeah. never Facebook. So he came up to me. I was, I came home. I was knocked out. I went, I went uh, right to sleep after I'd got back from school. Mm-hmm. And I get woke, woken up by my brother, like shaking me saying, yo, like this guy, Brian Teefy just DM me on Facebook and I got the notification for it. He says he's Selena Gomez's stepfather and like wants to manage you. He's in LA. Just give the guy a call. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was like, all right, 
fuck. Yeah. Why not? So I called him and he literally just shit his pants. He was like, dude, I've been waiting for this phone call. <laughs> How are you? And I just was like, dude, I'm sorry. Your pages are just weird. And yeah. like, I, I didn't even know what you looked like. <laughs> Get a profile pic. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> And we kind of just hit it off. And then eventually, like, I FaceTimed him. And I was like, oh, shit, you're like a real person. You don't look crazy. And <laughs> um, it was just mad good vibes. And that's when I flew out with my family to L.A. that April. My It was my spring break of my senior year. So, like, we had the week off. And we headed out there for a few days. And that's when I was just like, yeah, this is, this feels right. This feels good. My mom was happy. My dad was happy. Like everybody kind of was on board with it. And that's when we, that's when I knew that once my senior year was over, that's like, like this was happening. And from that point forward until I signed with him, it was always, we were always keeping in contact. We were even like, we were almost even working as if I was signed to him already without being signed to him. Like we were talking about like marketing ideas and like other plans and like, Oh, who should we hit up for like, when you come out here to do a photo shoot, like who do you, what kind of pictures do you like? Like we were already like basically laying out the foundation of like how we were going to be working mm. after my senior year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, so and, and when, when was that? Because, um, you know, you start putting, you put out music, um, quite a bit of music this year. Um, and, yeah. uh, with your EP was, was this last year? Or was this a couple years ago? Um, that I was like working with him, like my senior year, I graduated in 2017. Okay. So, so a few years ago, um, yeah. and, um, yeah. And, and since then your, your music has, you know, just exploded. Um, so, you know, kind of yeah it's absurd it's nuts it's like crazy about <laughs> like it's just it's i don't know like I, I i don't think i'll ever be able to wrap my head around it like it's so it, it, i don't even i literally don't have words you know what i mean it's just right crazy. It's so right awesome. well it's you know it's it's your your preparation meeting uh you know opportunity and and probably uh a lot of luck too you know it's uh but but uh but yeah, that combination uh, seems to have been potent for you. So that's awesome. So you you dropped an EP this year. Uh, you've dropped some singles. Uh, you just dropped uh, your 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 newest single uh, this month. Um, just uh, just a few days ago, right? Silence is violence. Yep, silence is violence. And um, so so. Uh, what's what's that song about? I mean, it's I, I I can imagine what it's about, and I've listened to it. Uh, but why don't you tell us about it? Of course. Um, well, basically, during th the whole climate of our country right now is kind mm -hmm. of like we, we all know what's going on. And yeah. It doesn't matter what side you're on. There's a problem going on. Mm -hmm. And there's an issue with how police treat certain people in this country. And I've always wanted to say something because I know that I have an audience now. Mm hmm. Yeah. Because of the nature of the topic, I was I was scared at first to speak on it because I didn't want I was afraid of the backlash I was going to get. Sure. I kind of I, I what I did was I wrote 
I wrote a song. It was a, it was the first verse of that of Silence Is Violence and the hook, and I knew that the second verse needed to follow the first verse, and like it it needed to leave that imp, like it needed to leave that imprint. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I because because I got to a point where I was realizing it, I was being it, this like what I was talking about. It's not about me at all. Like why am I worried about backlash? There's so much that needs to be acknowledged and talked about and not ignored. And I'm over here worried about backlash. Like, what am I doing? So mm-hmm. I made that, I made that song and I didn't have the second verse done yet. And in that, in the second verse of the song, I talk about a story that I had with police and that story is 100% true. It happened to me. I'm actually in the process right now of trying to get the body cam footage of it. Like it, wow. it happened. And mm-hmm. when it happened, I was, it was two days after I had finished the first verse in the hook of Silence of Violence. And, oh, wow. and those two That's days timely. in between, <laughs> yeah. and those two days in between, I was the whole, I was just tripping. Like, how am I going to follow that first verse? Like, what mm-hmm. am I going to, what can I say to kind of like bring everything full circle and really leave people like, oh shit. And that situation happened to me. And in the moment, I was just scared. I was scared, not going to lie. I was just wanted to get the fuck out of there. I wanted to get home. And when I was get like on my way home, just like I say in the song, like I was just thinking like all of these terrible things that could have happened. Like it was literally just me alone with like eight different police officers on the side of a highway. And like anything could have happened. And I was just thinking to myself like, what if I wasn't, what if I wasn't white? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like w- the fact that that's even a valid question is mm-hmm. a problem within itself. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's when I realized the situation that I just experienced didn't happen by accident. That was that like that, that was, that was God right there that finished that song for me. And literally mm-hmm. that second verse wrote itself. I, wow. I, I started writing the second verse the second I got back to my friend's house after he picked me up from the station. Wow. And, and the next day I recorded it and then I sent it to Brian and I was like, dude, I just finished this. This is true. This just happened. Like, I don't know. Like I, 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 I maybe I should talk to my attorney about it. Like, like, I don't, I don't know what to do, but this happened. I finished this song what do you think? And he was like, bro, please tell me you plan on releasing that next. (laughs) And I said, (laughs) I do because it's something that we've, I've always like, I've always wanted to speak on this and I never have because of my fear of backlash and what I think fans were going to say, like I said, and I just kind of had to like, I just realized that I was being, I guess selfish is a, is the word for it. Like, what am I worried about for myself if there's so much worse going on with other people and I could be using my voice to help and try to make it better for people and sure. open yeah. the eyes and kind of bring everybody together in a way. And mm-hmm. that's the reason why we chose that song as the next release. And I'm beyond happy that this, that that song is out and the video is on the way. Nice. Yeah, that's I mean, that's awesome because like you said, it's uh, it uh, it's it can be 
it can be scary, you know, tackling issues like that. And, um, and it, what's, what's awesome is it sounds like you're, you're doing it, uh, with a sense of, uh, duty rather than, you know, oh, this is going to put up numbers on Spotify or something like that. It sounds like, uh, it's, uh, you know, you had to, you had to grapple with actually putting it out. Uh, so, so at the end of the day, that's my responsibility as an artist, especially as one with an audience. It's like it, and and I'm obviously not the only one who's done it. Like with with this situation specifically, like little baby put out the bigger picture and that Mm -hmm. song, like I had goosebumps the whole time. It like gave me a whole new appreciation for Lil Baby. Mm-hmm. Even with like, even Lil Dicky with um, Earth. Like we mm-hmm. love Earth. Like artists with, with the intent of making a change always know their responsibility as an artist and try to use it for good. It's not like, almost like some superhero type shit. Like we're trying to do shit. We're trying to use this music for good, not just for our own benefit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've talked to a, a few artists, uh, you know, cause it's, it's what's going on right now, you know, who have, who have put out music. Um, I, I'm not sure if you heard of a uh, Kedron Bryant, but he, uh, he put out a song called, I just want to live. Um, and he's, you know, he's, he's still in maybe not, maybe even high school still. Um, he's, oh, wow. uh, but he, uh, and, uh, just talked to an artist, um, called milk last week and, and she's, putting out music, um, you know, just addressing the issue. And, um, and uh, what what was, what was cool about the track though, too, uh, is I, you know, I feel like sometimes there's a, uh, there can be a, when you're making a song, you know, it's music, it's, you know, songs are three minutes. So there's not a lot of time for nuance sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, but, but your, your lyrics did have some nuance, you know what I mean? You, you acknowledged it's, uh, you know, it's a complicated issue. Yeah, for sure. Well, awesome. Uh, so check that track out. That just dropped three days ago. Um, and, uh, and you have more music uh, coming out uh, in the next few months? Oh, yeah. We got, we got music for days, man. Especially <laughs> during, this, during this quarantine and COVID and everything that's going on, I've been locked in my bedroom just, like, making as much as I can, trying to get better at my craft. Like, my, my main focus when quarantine started, I was like, I got writing down. Um, I can, I can record well, like I know how to do all that. It's like, let me, let me try to dive deeper into production. Cause it was always something I was dabbling in. And I had a few songs out that were produced by me, but I wasn't 100% like still like confident in my production and mixing. So during quarantine is when I just kind of was going ham watching every video on YouTube on how to like sidechain kicks with 808s and how to make my kicks punch through the 808 and like, just like different mixing things like vocal mixing and even, even just like production and arrangement and like practicing like the scales on my piano, like basically just trying to get as good as on that side of the craft as I am on the writing and recording aspect of the craft. So it's been, it's been awesome to actually be able to witness my own progress. And that definitely is something that keeps me motivated. Yeah. Isn't it awesome how everything is on YouTube that you could ever want to learn? It's just, I mean, everybody everybody who asked me, yo, like, where do you go to school? I go to the university of YouTube. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's free. It's crazy. You know, that's like a new thing just in the past, like 10, 20 years, like before people had to pay, you know, 
thousands of dollars or, or find the right mentors, but like people are so generous with their time and their energy and just putting everything on YouTube. It's awesome. Yeah. It also helps that YouTube pays those people. Yeah. 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 That too. That too. Yeah. yeah. So, so AK amazing story, man. Um, looking forward to the new music until then um, we'll be bumping everything you already got out. Um, we like to uh, end the interview by uh, asking if you had one uh, piece of advice for aspiring artists, what would it be? Uh, for aspiring artists, I would say this is something my dad always told me, but okay. make effort for your happiness. If you're, if you're feeling like overwhelmed or you're feeling like you're not doing things the way you want to be doing them. You got to make an effort to make sure that things are going the way you want them to go. Because at the end of the day, you got to, this is yours. Like you're the one that's going to be looking back on this saying, Oh, I remember when I was in the studio doing this, or I remember when I wanted to, I was so excited to put this song out rather than you, you looking back on it saying, and the memory of that song's release or that, clothing drop was oh like I didn't I remember like no nah, I didn't even want to do this one but I had to do it for the sake of this or like the, this business thing is why I needed to do it it's like as an artist you want to be able to look back and be proud of everything you did and remember the excitement of everything rather than looking back on it as like a negative thing like if in like I said if you're overwhelmed it's okay to take time to just get away from it and figure your thing out it's never it's not a, it's, it's never something that's like bang, bang, bang. You can take your time and go into everything like well thought and you want to do everything your way. Don't, don't let anybody control what you